Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Finley. This is Girl Tales. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, Finley. And Tailblazers, welcome back! Oh my goodness, I have missed you. The team has missed you. We've all missed you so much. This is going to be an awesome season. It's our sixth season, season six of Girl Tales. Holy cannoli. Are you ready to get started? Me too. But before we do all of that, What do we have to do? Special shout outs, of course. And we've missed a lot over the summer. We've missed birthdays and special shout outs. So here we go. I'd like to send a special shout out to Josie in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Rhiannon in Portland, Oregon, Harriet Siobhan and Eleanor in Clayton, California, Scarlett in Edinburgh, Scotland, Sasha and Beau in Coulomb, Australia, and Chloe Marie in East Vancouver. Chloe, Bo, Sasha, Scarlett, Eleanor, Harriet, Rhiannon, and Josie, thank you all so much for listening to Girl Tales and for ringing in the new season. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Zala Breaks the Curse. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Zala, and she is an 11-year-old kid who lives right here in Freshwater. 
Freshwater is a small town near a lake and a large forest. The main street has lots of small shops, like the bakery, the shoe shop, and Miss Herple's home of antiques. Here in Freshwater, people, animals, and magical creatures all live together in harmony. Most of the time. Zala has lived here in Freshwater her whole life. She and her dad and their cat, Gus, live at the end of a small street in a cabin they're always fixing up. Zala's dad is the town handyman. He can fix a broken sink or a hole in a roof. He can build a garden wall or chop down a dead tree. There are a lot of shenanigans in Freshwater, so Zala's dad is pretty important to our town. And so is Zala. She can do pretty much everything her dad can because she spends her summers helping him with his jobs. Zala can even track animals. Once she tracked, found, and saved a mythical mountain goat with golden horns. But that's another story. This story is about the time that Zala broke a curse. It all started when her dad was called to fix a leaky pipe in Miss Herple's home of antiques. Miss Herple was a very imposing woman. She was six feet tall and as thin as a pole. She always furrowed her brow, so she looked suspicious of everyone. Zala almost didn't go with her dad to fix the pipe because she was a little afraid of Miss Herple. But summer was coming to an end and this was probably the last job she could go on before school started. So she decided to tag along. Zala and her dad pulled up to the shop in their old red pickup truck. They saw Miss Herple inside, pacing. Zala and her dad looked at each other. Uh-oh, Miss Herple was in a bad mood. Her bad moods were one of the reasons people didn't like to visit the shop. It was like a heavy fog was over the whole antique store. Zala's dad patted her on the head as they got out of the truck and went inside the shop. Zala might be a little scared of Miss Herple, but there were lots of interesting things inside her home of antiques. Old red wagons, porcelain dolls, patchwork quilts, and lots and lots of glass and crystal. Miss Herple didn't bother to say hello. Mr. Boscovic, she said sharply, that pipe is leaking again. Mr. Boscovic was Zala's dad, by the way. Most people called him by his first name, Robert, or his nickname, Bosco, but not Miss Herple. Zala's dad replied, Did you call a plumber like I recommended? Miss Herple stood up to her full height, turned her nose up, and looked down at Zala's dad. No, I did not see a need. Zala didn't like it when people were rude to her dad. She wanted to shout at Miss Herple, but she knew her dad could handle this situation. Well, it'll keep leaking till a proper plumber comes out, but I can patch it for you, Zala's dad said calmly. Sometimes Zala wondered if her dad could tell when people were being rude, because he never got mad. Humph, 
said Miss Herple, and that was that. Zala's dad followed Miss Herple into a back room to take a look at the leak. Zala lagged behind, looking at the treasure trove of cool old things in the antique shop. This should be quick, Zala. Why don't you take a look around? Just don't touch anything. Miss Herple sneered. Zala nodded at her dad and started exploring the shop. She loved to look at old stuff like this. Records, old signs, mirrors covered with cloth, old farming tools, and a section with old books. There were books like Anne of Green Gables, The Boxcar Children, and The Happy Hollisters. But there were older books, too. Ones so worn you couldn't even read the title. And books that had black leather covers. At the bottom of the bookshelf, half hidden by a table leg, was a tall, thin book with a brown leather cover. Miss Herple had told her not to touch anything, but it was just a book. She couldn't break it. So she pulled it off the shelf and opened it up in the middle. The words on the page were written in such a scrolling way. She could barely make out that it was English. She traced a word with her finger, then sounded it out. Was it a word? It didn't make any sense. Objecta lingua. A voice called. Zala wheeled around, but there was no one in the shop. Over here. She looked all over, but she was alone in the shop. Down here, the voice said, and Zala looked down at an old stuffed animal. It used to be a lion, but the mane was all matted and the fur was falling out. Hi, the lion said. <gasps> Zala shouted and backed away from the stuffed animal so fast she tripped over her own feet and fell backward. A new voice piped up. Whoa, dear, take it easy. Miss Herple will flip if you break a glass. Zala turned to look for whoever said that, but all she saw was an old red camping thermos. Yep, she can hear us, the thermos said. Where, who, what? Zala looked around frantically. A deeper voice joined in. Herple's not gonna like this. Zala turned to her left and saw a rocking chair rocking itself and talking to her. The objects in the antique shop were talking to her. We know it's strange, but try to stay calm, said the thermos. Maybe take a deep breath, said the lion, taking a deep breath. <sighs> Zala shouted again, running toward the door. The lion called out, Well, wait, before you go, we need your help! Zala's hand was on the doorknob, but before she could turn it, her dad and Miss Herple hurried toward her. Are you okay, Z? Her dad asked. Zala was breathing fast and looking around. Miss Herple scowled. She probably broke something, and she's trying to sneak away before she gets caught. I sincerely doubt that, Miss Herple. Zala is very careful and also very honest. 
Zala's dad looked at her, one eyebrow raised as if silently asking her what happened. <sighs> Nothing is broken, Miss Herple. I was just remembering a scary story about a mean old woman who was always in a bad mood and yelling at kids. Miss Herple's face turned red with anger. Zala's dad diffused the situation. Everything seems to be in order out front, Miss Herple. Could you show me where the pipes were leaking last time? I want to check how that patch is holding up. Zala's dad gave Zala a wink before turning toward the back room. Miss Herple stared sternly at Zala. I'll be watching you, child. Then she, too, left. Zala stood at the door a bit, thinking about whether she should just go wait in her dad's truck. Then the thermos said, Zala, that is a pretty name. We weren't trying to scare you, said the lion. The rocking chair joined in. It's just nice when people can hear us talking. Am I, am I going crazy? Zala wondered aloud. The thermos, lion, and rocking chair all said, No! no. Why can I hear you? The thermos sighed. <sighs> you read the book of incantations. The book of incan... What now? The lion explained. The book you were looking at is full of spells. You know, like witches and wizards and sorcerers. Magic. Zala wondered if she was dreaming. You see, Freshwater is a fairly magical town with talking animals and mythical creatures. But Zala had never heard things talk to her. That was a new kind of magic. You said you need my help? Zala decided that if she was dreaming, she might as well have an adventure dream. Yes, said the lion. You can break the curse. Zala gasped. Are you people who have been turned into objects? No, 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 said the thermos. We're just objects that can talk to you. The curse we need you to break is on Miss Herple. Miss Herple? She's cursed? I'm not surprised. She's so mean. She wasn't always like that. Rocking Chair invited Zala to sit down, while Lion and Thermos told the story of how Miss Herple was cursed. Miss Herple had been a cheerful woman who loved old things. She repaired them, repainted them, and brought them back to life so well that she decided to open her own antique shop, Miss Herple's Home of Antiques. And everything in her shop was treated well and cared for until it found a new home. Well, antique shops get all kinds of old objects and furniture, but one item came to the shop that seemed to radiate a peculiar energy. Miss Herple bought an old mirror to sell in the shop. It was a silver mirror with a beautiful gold frame. But every time Miss Herple looked in the mirror, she looked different. To everyone else, she looked the same as always. But to herself, the mirror made her uglier. In the mirror, warts popped up all over her face. Her teeth turned green and fell out. Her hair turned into wriggling fingers. She hated to see herself. She covered every mirror in the shop and her house. 
She wouldn't dare to look in a shop window in case she saw her reflection. Everyone else thought she was behaving strangely, but to them she looked exactly the same as always. Slowly, Miss Herple became less and less friendly, less and less like herself. She didn't leave her shop. She tried to hide away from the world because she thought they all saw what she saw in the strange mirror. Miss Herple even used the spell book, the same one Zala found to make beauty potions that she slathered on her face and head. But nothing worked, of course. People stopped visiting Miss Herple's shop because they didn't want to be around someone so negative. And the objects inside grew dusty and sad. When Lion and Thermos finished the story, Zala felt a bit sorry for Miss Herple. Seeing warts all over your face, your teeth turning green and fingers popping out of your head would make anyone cranky. So how do we break the curse? Rocking Chair said, Oh, that's easy. Just break the mirror. Break the mirror? Zala was not keen to break a mirror. First, it's dangerous and glass could get everywhere. Second, Miss Herple would absolutely lose it and Zala and her dad might get in big trouble or have to pay to replace it. And third, Zala didn't want to risk seeing her own reflection change in the scary mirror. Lion comforted her. We know it's scary, but we'll help you. Thermos agreed. Miss Herple will be angry at first, but then the curse will be lifted. Zala took a deep breath. <sighs> if this was a dream, she was only breaking a dream mirror. If this was real, she was breaking a curse. Rocking chair rocked. It's that mirror there behind the desk. Zala looked. Although it was covered in cloth, she could faintly see the silver and gold underneath. She slowly walked toward the mirror. As Zala got closer, she felt a chill. The air seemed thicker. It felt hard to breathe. You have to take the cloth off and break it with the pink crystal on the desk, Thermos called to her. You have to defeat the magic of your own reflection. That explained why Miss Herple couldn't break the curse. But Zala did not want to take the cloth off. What would she see in her own reflection? She picked up the pink crystal. It was heavy, made of rose quartz. Try and do it quickly before you look too long, Lion offered helpfully. Zala's heart was beating fast. She touched the cloth with her fingers, then made a fist. She held the crystal, pulled the cloth, and swung her arm back to smash the mirror. But then she saw herself. It was her. But in the mirror, her skin started to harden into a mask, then cracked all over. In the mirror, Zala's teeth turned to slime, and her hair sprouted into millipedes. Zala screamed, <laughs> but she couldn't look away. Smash, smash it! Lion Thermos and Rocking Chair called. Zala's arm felt weak, but she wound up and smashed her reflection. <sighs> the glass cracked, and Zala hit it again with the crystal. Shards of glass began to turn into smoke, and with one final smash, Zala's reflection disappeared, and the remaining glass turned to sand. Miss Herple and Zala's dad came running. <gasps> Honey, are you okay? 
What have you done? I'm sorry, Miss Herple. I, I had to. I had to break the curse. Zala explained, running to hug her dad. He pulled her into a big hug and squeezed her tight. Miss Herple reached out carefully, touching the sand. Slowly, she raised her head to look into the mirror, but she saw that it was gone. Miss Herple ran to another mirror, pulled off the cloth, and looked at herself. It's me. I'm me. The way I used to look. I'm me. Miss Herple smiled, and the fog over the antique shop lifted. Miss Herple shouted, Hooray! I'm me again! And flung open the door and jumped and ran from shop to shop, greeting everyone and telling them how happy she was to see them. Hello, hello! Yes! Zala's dad looked down at her. I don't know what you did, but whatever it was, you did good. I think I just broke a curse, but this might be a dream, Zala said, shrugging. Miss Herple came running back in. Zala, I must thank you. You have changed everything. I can't tell you how happy I am. Anything you want from the shop, it's yours. Anything? Anything. Zala smiled. Later, Zala and her dad climbed into their truck along with an old stuffed lion with a matted mane, an old red camping thermos, and they loaded a rocking chair into the bed of the truck and turned toward home. In front of the shop, Miss Herple waved and shouted, Thank you, Zala! Thank you, Robert! Come back and visit soon! Zala told me all about Miss Herple, the talking objects, and the cursed mirror last time we had lunch together while her dad was fixing a hole in my roof. Next week, Zala and her dad are going to go to a special event at Miss Herple's Home of Antiques, a crystal polishing party, just as long as Miss Herple gets those pipes fixed. That was Zala Breaks the Curse, written by Tessa Flannery, produced by Chad Shanai, performed and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Grownups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me, well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash Girl Tales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grown-ups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And grown-ups, don't forget you can get access to ad-free episodes of the Girl Tales podcast, as well as a range of other shows for the kids in your life by subscribing to Star Glow Plus on Apple Podcasts. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you.
Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production.